So glad you are here today. If you're watching online, thank you so much for watching this service. We hope you're encouraged. If you're ever in our area, please stop by and be our guest. We would love to have you and to meet you and see your smiling face. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Today we're going to talk about a new subject I want to talk to you over the next few weeks called Faith Walk. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. You got to have faith, the faith, the faith. There you go. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Let's jump right into our text. If you don't know this, you should have this memorized. For Let's say it together. For we walk by faith, not by sight. One more time, let's say it together. For we walk by faith and not by sight. That's just the opposite of what we know. I got up the other day, and when I sleep with my contacts and I get up, most of the time, my eyes are so dry, I can't see a thing. And if I open up my eyes, and try, my contacts are going like, pop out, you know. And so I'm running to the bathroom to try to get some, some eye drops so I can sleep clearly. And I have to go in there, and my wife is getting ready, and like, I bust the door open, you know, and I'm knocking things over and looking for things on the counter. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, I can't see. I, I, can't, I can't see, honey. And I get those eye drops, and I'm like, oh, that's so much better. Or you ever been in a place where you had a storm? And all of a sudden, the power goes out in the middle of the night, and you're like, your eyes are not dilated yet, and you just like try to run and get a candle, flashlight, try to find the breaker box, and you are like navigating by faith that you don't hit something. Have you ever hit your pinky toe on your foot on the edge of a furniture or bed? You know, that's a real pain right there. We don't like walking and navigating without seeing where we're going. It's not a natural instinct we have. It's just the opposite. We want to see where we're going. It's important for us to see where we're headed. But when it comes to our life as a Christian, God says, I want you to learn to walk by faith, not by what you see. Why? Because what I see changes daily. What I feel changes daily. And if you serve God based on what you see and how you feel, your life is going to be one big roller coaster. One big roller coaster. And he says, no, I want you to learn to walk by faith. That means that even when life's up, my eyes upon Jesus. Even when life's down, my eyes are upon Jesus. When the winds blow strong, I stay strong. You know, it's easy this time of the year when we go visit places. How many had a chance to visit the ocean this summer? Raise your hand if that was you. We don't like you. Anybody else? How many had, how many had the chance to visit Oceans of Fun? There you go. All right, here we go. A little, little more closer. Whether you visit Oceans of Fun or you got a chance to visit a real ocean, you know, they tell us the same thing. You know, be careful of riptides. Don't pull you out. The current pulls you in, but riptides pull you out. So the days when riptides are there, there's always warnings, flags, be careful of riptides. It's a high thing going on. Be cautious. And we're, we're aware of that, but for many times, it's the slow drift that gets us, right? We, we don't, if you're not careful, if you're just floating in a boat or somewhere, you're not paying attention, you can slowly drift away 
and pretty soon you're out a lot further where you need to be. You're, you're further away from the destination you wanted to be at. And you didn't even know it until you looked up. Like, how did I get over here? How did I get so far from shore? How, how did I get away from my target? Well, you slowly drifted away. That's why I believe the, the book of Hebrews, the writer, the author commanded us and even taught us and challenged us, don't forsake coming together. Don't forsake assembling yourselves together as many are in the habit of doing. Why? Because it's easy to slowly drift away. I, I talk to people all the time and over a couple of decades of ministry, it's the same story. I didn't mean to get out of church. I didn't mean to get lose faith. I, it just kind of slowly happened. We had to miss for uh, uh, tournaments and then for tournaments we had this going on and then we were moving and the next thing I know, We've drifted away slowly, and now we've lost our faith. Now we've got out of church. And I guess tell you, it doesn't happen. No one intentionally just tries to do that. It just happens when you don't least expect it. And can I just say this to you? God just never, never contradicts his word. God never contradicts his word. God's never going to tell you you need to miss church. He's not going to tell you that. God's not going to tell you, well, my family needs to sit out a church for a while. No, that's the enemy telling you that because he wants you to slowly drift away. God's never going to tell you you need to sit out a church. Wake up, people. Come on now. That is not from God. That's my flesh telling me that. That was my flesh that wanted to hit snooze. That was my flesh that wanted to do something else on this morning. But I am spiritually disciplined because I don't let my feelings, I don't let my sight dictate my faith. And my faith says, as for me and my house, we're going to honor the Lord. As for me and myself and I, this Trinity is going to serve the Trinity and we're going to be a church and we're going to live for him even when life is tough and even when it's hard. So we're talking about this faith walk series. Uh, Hebrews eleven six. look what it says here. It's impossible impossible to please God without what? Faith. It's impossible. So you want to please God and you're not walking in faith, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't happen. God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. What's it referring to? Those who sincerely seek him with faith. Those who use faith in action. See, it's so easy when things look good, when things are going good, to serve God. You're like, man, they're playing my song. Everything's great. Hallelujah. I'm all smiles. The blessing, I can see the blessing all around me. And it's easy. We're all like, yeah, woo, hallelujah. That's great. But let life come against you. Let a storm rise in your life. Walk in a hard season when you don't know why things are falling apart, when you don't feel it like you used to, and you got to walk it out anyway. That takes faith. And that's where it gets, where God says, I reward those who walk in faith. Not those who serve me when life is good, but I reward those who serve me when life gets hard. And it is going to get hard. And life is hard sometimes. He never, 
ever said life won't be hard for a Christian. But he did say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You'll never have to walk alone. I'll be with you every step of the way. And even when man leaves you, even when somebody else leaves you, I will be there with you. God is with you, but can you walk in faith? It's a place he wants all of us to be. It's walking in faith. Faith is the key. Faith is the key. All you tell hearing me today, faith is the key. You don't accept God except through faith. It's our initial key that unlocks a relationship with God. By faith, I believe you are the Messiah. You are, Jesus was the Son of God, the only begotten Son, who died on the cross for the sins of the world, who was resurrected on the third day. I believe in Jesus. I believe the Father, you have created all things. When I put my faith in God, my faith in Jesus, faith unlocks the key to the relationship. But it doesn't stop there. Faith is what leads me every day of my life. Faith is not a one-time experience, but it's a spiritual discipline that the mature believer learns to use every season of his life. Every season of her life, we learn to use faith. I'm called to walk in faith. It's the key. It's the most important key that we possess is the key of faith. And God rewards it. No wonder he rewards it because it's so important to us. God rewards those who earnestly walk in faith. God, I'm going to serve you in the hard times. God, I'm going to follow you no matter what I see happening around me. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. We're going to learn today that faith, your faith matters more than your failures. You're going to see that today and understand that, that your faith matters a lot more than your failures. So how do we do this, Pastor? How do we learn to walk in faith? As I give you this introduction today, write this down. We've got to learn to look up. Look up in faith. My wife and I just got back from our cruise a week ago. Beautiful time and seeing the Alaskan uh, coastline, this beautiful, beautiful country. Uh, but while we was there, when we got on the boat, uh, they told me, uh, if you want to have Wi-Fi, it's going to cost you $200 a person. And I was like, honey, I'm important. i got to have Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. I got She's like, well, if you get Wi-Fi, then I get Wi-Fi. And I was like, $400 for Wi-Fi. I think we should disconnect this week. I felt called to God to disconnect. So we did something we haven't done in a decade. Totally disconnected from social media, from our phone. And let me tell you, it was great. I needed that. But can I tell you, at first, I was having withdrawals. I had the shakes. I'd be grabbing my phone, like trying to check, and there's nothing there. I'd walk around the ship like I was going to magically get Wi-Fi tower in the middle of the, the ocean. It took me a while, and I would, I would like, check my phone. I, would, I was honestly, I would think I was hearing texts coming in. I was thinking I was hearing messages, and I would check my phone. Nothing. Sometimes I would just go through old photos and pretend I was on Instagram. Just... 
Oh, that was a great photo of me. Yeah, I have the, I'm sure I got a lot of likes. In a way, I, I was going through withdrawals. And then after a few days, I was like, all right, you know what? Mentally, I'm, I'm decompressing here. And just for a whole seven days, just for a few short hours when we were at port a few times, we were able to get service. I was without service all week. It was great. It was great. You know why? Because it forced me to look up. When's the last time you looked up? When's the last time you really looked up? We have gotten so conditioned to looking down, we don't even realize it. I mean, I could not relax for a few days because I was constantly looking down, trying to check my phone. And can I tell you, if you're always looking down, it's no wonder that you're feeling down. It's no longer, it's no wonder we feel down when we're always looking down. You want something to change about your attitude? You want something to change about encouragement? Look up. Look up. The longer we look down, the worse I feel about myself, the worse I feel about the economy, the worse I feel about politics, the worse I feel about my neighbor, the worse I feel about everybody else. Everybody else looks good. No, they don't. That's AI. They looking good. That's a filter making them look that good. They do not look that good. I've seen some of you. Don't even recognize your profile picture. You go missing, we'll never find you. You're gone. History. Here's a picture. Never seen them before. You never have. AI, create what they really look like. Okay, maybe that would help out. I don't know. But we've got to learn to look up. Look up. We're always looking down. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, faith shows us the reality. Okay. You want a reality? Walk in faith. Reality of what we hope for, it is the evidence of things we cannot see. This is not a definition of faith. It's a description of faith. See, Faith allows me to see what I'm believing for. Faith allows me to look up and say, even though I can't see things getting better with my own natural eyes, faith says God has never left me. God has always taken care of me. And his word says he will turn it around for my good if I put him first. Even though people may talk about me and people may not understand what's going on, if I just keep my eyes up and on God, things will turn around for the better in my life because God is ultimately in control and I'm putting my faith in him. Faith allows me to see the reality of what my spirit sees. See, my spirit says, oh yeah, that can happen. But my eyes say, I don't see it. I don't see it, man. I, I, don't, I can't see it, pastor. All I see is this. All I see is bills. <laughs> All I see is people talking about me. All I see is I got a bad reputation. All I see is this failure in my life. All I see, and he says, no, use faith. Look up in faith. See beyond that and see that God, you're going to cause all things to work together for good. I believed it. That's where faith operates. And that's what pleases God. What pleases God is when I can see things in faith and I can walk it out in faith. That really pleases God to the point he says he will reward those who diligently walk in that faith and seek him in faith. 
See, faith gives me confidence of what my eyes cannot see. Faith gives me confidence that, God, you're in control. Faith gives me assurance. I don't, your neighbor says, I don't see it. Your coworker says, I don't see it. And you say, it's okay. I see it. I see it. By faith, I see restoration. By faith, I see healing. By faith, I see an answer. By faith, it's all going to turn around for good. By faith, I'm going to be okay. You see that. Hebrews 11, 2, look what it says. Now, through their faith, the people in old days, in the days of old. I won't point any, any of you out. They earned a good reputation through faith. Through their faith, they earned a good reputation. How many people would like for people to say that about you? Oh, they got a good reputation. Oh, they have a wonderful reputation. Oh, man, they have a good reputation around work. They have a good reputation around this community. They have a good reputation. People will say that about you when you walk in faith. That's what the Bible says. They earned it through their faith walk. They earned this through showing. And what's so amazing is the people who earned it also had tremendous failures in their life. Tremendous mistakes. But yet they earned respect by their faith not by their failures. I want you to look up. I want you to look up and believe the best for your life. Believe that God has got a better answer waiting ahead for you. Before you read the rest of this chapter, and we'll get into it later on in this series, you're going to hear about some great people. We call them the Hall of Fame. It's often referred to as the Hall of Fame of Old Testament heroes. And the Bible in the New Testament brings out some of them. And we reference it, a hall of fame, because there are some of the greats. People like Moses, and Abraham, Sarah, Noah. I mean, these people that they are used, you read it, and you can feel really bad about yourself. Like, I never used that kind of faith. I can get discouraged when I start comparing myself to them. And what I want to remind you of is this, is that as you hear this, this is a highlight reel. As we talk about them, you're going to hear about their highlight reel. It's, but if you go back and look and read their story in detail in the Old Testament, these people were messed up. Can I go beyond and just say, I don't mean to offend anybody, but they were not just messed up. They were jacked up, man. They were messed up totally. I mean, they were just complete failures of time in their life. Remember Abraham? God's going to give you a son. Sarah's like, I'm too old. So here, go sleep with our servant. I'll give her to you. You can have her. No one's going to talk about whether or not she can sin us or not. We can, make, we can make an argument that this may have been rape, okay? He sleeps with her, has a baby with her, and then wouldn't you know, baby daddy drama breaks out. Sarah can't get along with her, and she ain't going to have the son, and Abraham has to send her away with the son and go live somewhere else and I'll stay here with Sarah and she's like, uh-uh, my son, you can get rid of me but my son is still your son and he's going to get everything coming to him. Total drama mess. These are our heroes. I'm just telling you. Noah got drunk and naked in front of his family. Great, great example. Great example. Great. What about Lot? Remember Lot. They knock on his door and the knocks got gas. Say, Lot, 
Open up. Where's the guy guests in town? These guys have come to rape your guest. No, don't rape the guest. Here, sleep with my daughters and protect the guest. He wins father of the year, right? What a dumb, dumb decision. But these are the people the Bible calls as heroes because they used faith. And what I, I want you to understand is this. That when you start comparing, don't, don't compare it to the highlight reel. Realize they were messed up too. And they made a lot of failures in their life. You write this down. If you don't get anything else today, I want you to get this. God doesn't celebrate your failures. He celebrates your faith. And sometimes we want to spend all of our time celebrating our failures. God, I blew it here. God, I made a mistake here. God, I really was stupid here. God, I just, I did all these things. And let's be honest, we've all got those stories, right? We've all got stories. We blew it. If you come to church thinking you're perfect, you lying. And we all know it. You ain't perfect. You messed up too. It's like everybody in this room. But we're saved by grace, thank the Lord, right now. And by faith, I can obtain everything that God has for me. I want you to understand something. God is not celebrating your mistakes. He's celebrating your faith. And if you want God to celebrate you, learn to walk in faith. There, he rewards it. There, he is very pleased. There, he wants to see you blessed and highly favored. There is what he wants. He wants you to learn to walk in faith. Stop looking at all your failures. Stop thinking about all your mistakes. The Bible is full of these people. I mean, I could spend all day telling you story after story. Read the Bible. It is there. Better than any Lifetime movie, I promise you. It is there. To the lady who got offended, who cares? It's all right, all right. <laughs> when was the last time, let me ask you this, when was the last time you really looked up? When was the last time you really looked up and said, God, I want to get my eyes off my problems. I want to get my eyes out of my phone. I just want to look up and see the beauty of who you are. God, I, I want to learn to to see the God who created the universe. I want to learn to see the God who caused the sun to rise up again today. I want to see the, the God who made it rain today. I want to see the God who loved me, gave his life, sent his son to die for me. God, I want to, I want to look up and I want to put my attention to you, not just on Sunday morning. When's the last time you did it on a Wednesday? When's the last time you did it on a Friday? When's the last time you did it? We opened your eyes up. I just want to look up today and get my eyes on God, I want to walk in faith today. Look up. If all you stare at is your problems, your problems are going to grow. They're going to get bigger. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries. Write them all down on Facebook. There, Facebook really cares for you. No, let's read it together. Give God all your, God all, give God all your what? Worries and cares to God. For he cares for you. I'm about to say something that's going to rock your world. Are you really ready for this? Can you handle the truth? Nobody really cares on Facebook what your problems are. Really don't. They don't. They may give you a thumbs up and a heart. Oh, I'm sorry, praying for you. They really don't care, do they? Honestly, a few of your friends do, I know. But most people really don't care on your friends list. God does. 
He does. He really does care. And so why do we go to everybody else first and God last? Well, I went to Facebook, I went to my friends, went to this, I tried this, tried that. We try everything else. And then they say, all right, pastor, uh, uh, I've tried everything else. I decided to, to come to church. I decided to get prayer. I'm like, what took you so long, you know? If we would just learn by faith, that's the first place I go when I'm hurting. That's the first place I go when I'm lost. That's the first place I go when I need an answer. That's the first place to go is look up. There is my source of strength. I look up. The psalmist said, I will look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. And even though I look around and I have the enemy fighting at my feet and trying to pull me down, I understand something that no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of the Lord. And I can walk and look up and say, God, this is just a distraction. God, you've already got a blessing waiting for me if I Keep my eyes up and don't get distracted by looking down. Keep my eyes up and keep going. Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep believing. God, you are going to see me through. That's why I walk in faith. It's right there. And we've all got to walk through it. If you haven't walked through it, you haven't walked in faith. I'm telling you. We all had to walk through it. And we're going to have to continue to walk through it from season to season. It all happens. I learned to walk faith. That's why the Bible's so outspoken and teaching us to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Stop looking at your failures. Look up, look up, focus on God. Number two, as we get ready to close here in just a few minutes, I want to give you this last point. Stand up in faith. I want you to learn to stand in faith. Romans 5.2. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place. Let's say it together. Of undeserved. I love this, don't you? Undeserved privilege. How awesome is God? That's us. We can use faith and stand in a place of undeserved privilege where we are now, where we now stand. Stand. When I stand in faith, I can walk in a place of undeserved privilege. We look confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That's why a person in this room can be going through the hardest season in their life and people look at them and say, why are they so confident? Why are they at peace? Why is there joy when there should be chaos? Because you're standing in faith. Standing in faith. Why? Because I am at a place of undeserved favor. What does that look like, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you a short clip of theology this morning that's going to help you understand this. We are all standing. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're all standing in undeserved privilege. This is why I can stand. Look at this. Because I was once held captive by my sin, I'm now set free by the cross of Jesus. I was once a captive to my failures. Now I'm set free. That's called redemption. I have been redeemed. You have been redeemed. Because once I was lost, but now I am free. Today I understand this. It's called redemption. 
I can stand because once I was accused. The Bible says that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses me of my failures and my sins, but God affirms me in forgiveness and grace. Today, when God looks at me, he doesn't accuse me of my sins, but he says, son, your sins are forgiven. That's called justification. He justified my sins and placed me onto a place where I need to be. I used to be cut off from God because of my sin. I was cut off from a relationship with God. Not walking in the blessing of God, not walking in the favor of God, not walking in the grace and forgiveness of God, but because of my relationship now with Jesus, I'm no longer cut off, and now I'm cut in. I get to walk in the undeserved privilege, and I get to walk in this blessing that I don't deserve. I walk highly favored of the Lord, not because of anything other than my faith in God. My faith lets me stand. It's called reconciliation. This is why we can stand. I don't stand because of my failures. I don't stand because I've been a good person for a long time. None of those things matter. Why I can stand is because I've been redeemed. I've been justified and I've been reconciled to God. No longer does he call me stranger. Now he calls me son. Now he calls you daughter. Today, he understands where we are at, and we can stand in faith because of what God did through his son on the cross. You can now stand in faith, realizing this. Stand up in faith. Why? Because God God has redeemed you. God has justified you. Faith is more than a feeling. It's more than a feeling. That would make a great song, wouldn't it? It's taking everything I can today not to sing. But faith is more than a feeling. And that's where we mess up. Because for many of us, we use faith when we feel good, when we feel God, and we feel the blessing. And we don't use faith when we don't feel it. When we feel lost, we feel hurt, we feel discouraged, we feel isolated, and we don't use faith. And faith says, even when I'm feeling those things, They're not truth because God has already affirmed me. That's where it's at. Put your hands together for the Lord today. So, Pastor, what do you want me to do? I want you to look up and I want you to stand up in faith. I want you to worship in faith. I want you to pray in faith. I want you to give in faith. I want you to serve in faith. I want you to look up in faith. Stand up in faith. I want you to learn to walk in faith faith so that you can walk in that undeserved privilege and be highly favored of the Lord and walk in the blessing of the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your word which brings life and correction to us. I thank you for the many people in this room who have walked in faith. Even in the hardest season, God, they've walked in faith. Great is their reward today. God, you are setting them up for a great blessing. I pray for the person who's battling right now in the middle of the hardest season. God, I pray right now that there will be no spirit of quit in them, but instead they're going to look up, they're going to stand up in Jesus' name. If you're here today, say, Pastor, I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. Today I need to give my life to Jesus. The Bible says we first, first believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is the only Son of God. He was the Messiah. 
that he died on the cross for the sins of the world. He was resurrected from the grave on the third day. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and he is forgiving us of our sins and you're ready to put your hope in him, you've never done that before, today's a great day. That's where faith starts, right there. That's the first act of faith is putting my trust in God, believing that he is Lord and I'm ready to surrender my life to live for him. If you've never done that before, Nobody's going to single you out today. We're not going to embarrass you. But without anybody looking at me right now, can you just simply raise your hand if that's you and say, Pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready to accept Jesus. Thank you. Anybody else want to join them? Thank you. I see those hands, guys. Thank you. Anybody else? That's several in the first service, several in this service. Love it. This is where faith starts, guys. Let's, let's do this prayer together. If you raised your hand, I want you to say it with me out loud. Christians around you, we'll help you along. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you are the Messiah, the only Son of God. And from this day forward, I will follow you and I will serve you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you meant that prayer by faith, we say, Welcome to the family of God. Let's give him a big hand. Yeah.